Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the Watchman Inc. podcast. Hopefully, everybody's having a good day today. Uh, yep, we're just in the in the studio right now recording, and uh, I have a very special not only guest, but this will be my co-host in a lot of episodes that I'm going to put out into the space. I have many other people that I'm recording with as well, but this man right here is uh, pretty much my brother in Christ that has been along this journey of what we're really, you know, starting Watchman Inc. for, and all of the things that you know, we've, we've felt on our heart that we were supposed to do. And yeah, like that, like I said, this has been years in the making and years of things happening for us to get to this point. So with that, I'd like to introduce my, my best friend in Christ and my brother, Taylor McCall. What's up, buddy? What's up? It's good to be here. It's finally good to start making this thing happen after all this time. Like you were saying, it's been well, from this point, about 12 years of going on this journey together, really, the whole time. And so uh, it feels a little surreal to finally be doing something about it. And uh, But just with all that we've been learning through the whole thing, it we can see that the Lord's been showing us for a reason. And the reason is just to share with others, not to really convince anybody, but just to share what the Lord's putting on our hearts. I'm excited to... Uh, see where this leads amen bro amen and so yeah this like he said this has been 12 years in the making not necessarily the podcast or like creating on online viral content but like the idea that this information that we stumbled across and this is nothing new that me and him discovered let's just like that clear right now this is no. nothing new that like we're we're not right. like yes prophets no. out here saying the lord revealed all this to us and us oh, no no this is this has been <laughs> this is pretty much history. This is just a person taking the time yep. to actually study historical events that are not only located within the Bible, but just our, our life that we are engaged in with every single day. And that's the thing is that most people just take history or the past at face value of what someone else says and doesn't quite want to or have the will to study and that's actually when you start unlocking a lot of the mysteries of the bible is when you begin to actually study not just the bible because the bible is a historical textbook don't let anybody fool you and say that the bible is just a bunch of fairy tales and all that no this is history historical things that are, have been documented and accounted for that we still acknowledge today i mean even kind of like you know people that say from sources just outside exactly, of the Bible yeah. as well that can corroborate. It, it's kind of like people it. that say, well, Jesus wasn't even a real person. It's like, come on, you can't even as even atheists, you know, can acknowledge that there was a man that lived and his name was Jesus Christ. He was witnessed by thousands of people that, you know, living. So, you know, there will always yep. be those scoffers in this space where we're at with preaching or doing this type of exposure because there's always going to be division. Which that's okay because people are afraid or free to believe whatever they that's want. That's the truth, to and that's what Watchman Inc. is all about. We're here to watch. We're not here to tell people. We're here to watch what God is doing on the earth, mm. and to and to blow the horn when God puts it on our heart. And that's what preaching the gospel or doing anything for the Lord is. You're just watching what He's doing in your everyday life to truly be able to see how he wants to use you because we all have a purpose. And that's also what the Watchman Inc is here for is to help other people see that there's a community of people that just absolutely only thing that we care about in this life is Jesus and truth. And because he said he is the truth, that's where we can lay our foundation of all other truths in this life on. And truly you, you begin to see how he answers your prayers and he answers, you know, questions and things when you're just willing, when you just are willing to pursue him. And that's why this is so awesome. And this space is going to, I think, open up so many things for so many different peoples because we just see so much censorship going on right now or places where you got to be afraid to like talk about your faith or, or, you know, preach the gospel, even, you know, going into average places that in America, which used to, it used to not be weird to preach, but now, you know, we're getting into a weird time where 
we have to stand boldly for what we believe in and continue to spread the gospel because nobody knows the, the, the end time, like truly the, the end. And so we're just called to do the mission that Paul and all the other apostles and even before them were called to do. And that's spread the good news that God is in control of all things and he will take care of us at the end of the day. Yeah, going back to just kind of what you're touching about, Jesus being the truth. If we don't have, and this goes for anybody, but if you don't base your life off some standard of truth, anything that we view anything else or try to base anything else on without some kind of standard, it's all going to fall to the left or to the right, and we won't be able to judge anything from there. If you just look at, think about like buildings and things like that, if you have a ruler or a measuring tape, if that tape is off, everything that you build is going to be off because you're using that standard to build something. And so Jesus, like you said, he is the truth. We have to base all that's going on today off of the truth that Jesus said. And that's what we're doing is using the truth that Jesus said, his word, the Bible, and then looking at the whole world through that lens of a biblical worldview. And it's really, the Bible isn't something that is super hard to understand, especially because the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you understanding. People who don't have the Holy Spirit, they read the Bible, but they don't have that true understanding of it because the Holy Spirit isn't within them. And so if you have the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be some biblical scholar to understand. I was just reading in Acts today, 4.13, Peter and John, they were standing behind, before the high priests. And it says the high priest perceived them as unlearned and basically uneducated men, but they were blown away with what they were saying because they were so full of the Holy Spirit. And so really the Holy Spirit is what qualifies us to be able to share Jesus's truth. Wow. Yeah, that. That's truth just, just came straight out your mouth. And so that's that's what we're talking about is that neither of us have this, you know, we didn't I didn't go through college or Christian school or whatever to learn. And and I'm not I'm not saying that doesn't have its place. Like everything in this life has its place. No, everything. Of and not. I think you're involved with the you know school right now too. And I'm sure there's wonderful things that are taught and you that you learn. But for people to be so scared to go out and share their faith because they feel like they're not you know, like doctrine right. or they don't know, understand theology, but th that is important stuff to understand. So like I said, everything has its place and it just depends on the mission. But at the end of the day, you just have to tell people that there's a God and that he loves you and his name is Jesus and just stand boldly on it because that's what he calls us to do. And at the end of the day, Romans 10, nine, if you believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the grave and died for your sins and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. It's that simple. It's the gospel is, the gospel in today's society likes to truly be overcomplicated because everybody wants to start attaching things that they think that the Bible's saying or that they think that another scholar right. is teaching that the Bible's saying or even God himself. But when you truly take the time to break down the scriptures and what God is doing, and that's actually why this is so exciting because me and me and Taylor's goal through all this is actually to go through the entire Bible together and start at Genesis and begin to read and understand and break down things in a much like modern and more, you know, just, just on a different way, you know, just, just right. a different way than that's being preached in the, in the churches right now or anywhere. I really, I'm in a lot of these spaces and I see a lot of different things, you know, cause I'm studying and researching every day and me and Taylor both agree that they, you know, the New Testament is obviously our, our like new covenant with Christ. And there's a reason there's this Old Testament and New Testament in the Bible. And that's a whole, you know, that's a whole podcast in itself. But the old isn't meant to be destroyed by the new and the, the new doesn't like take away the old. It's just there's these periods on, on earth with God that are broken up just kind of like seasons and months. You know, it's it's amazing how you can tie everything together. But um, we really believe right now that. Christians need to go back to the old ways of God, not because we need to live by the law or say that that's what like is, is, is how we need to pursue our everyday, but look at the immorality and the things that are coming upon the earth right now with not remembering what God used to do in the old times with humans and with perversion and, and, you know, all of this pagan religion that truly has entered into his house and through all of our aspects of living, you know, 
that's what we really want to break down and modernize is like to show, hey, ancient Babylon is still as alive today, not necessarily the kingdom, but the idea and the philosophy and the teachings like there's nothing new mm-hmm. about what's going. And I think what I'm not sure what part of the Bible it says nothing new under the sun. Like in the end times, when when we really do see this period of time coming where things will be accelerated, which the Bible speaks about, as it'll in the be days exactly like the days of Noah. Okay. So that's what we want people to understand mm-hmm. is that this isn't a new like deception that's been <laughs> that's been brewing on earth after this or that, or you know, it's truly since the beginning, honestly, in the garden, when, when Satan lied to Eve and he told her, no, you surely sh- won't die when you eat that fruit. You'll be like God. <laughs> that is truly the yeah. lie. What he failed to mention was the, oh, yes. the sin will be the one that eventually yes. kills you because sin that, leads to death. That's, but that's how sly this devil is, is he gets you to believe a half-truth that will end up destroying exactly see people think satan's just like 100 against god well no he's a creation from god therefore the only thing he really knows how to pick and cherry from excuse me um pick and cherry from is the bible and creation he is not a creator that's the thing he may have ideas around creation but the biblical or the foundation of creation Nobody holds that title but God, okay? And that's why even the devil, he can't out outsmart God is because he can only steal from God. And so that's when you really see that. It's very easy to see his lie and no matter what it is you look into because it literally is the foundation of how he deceived mankind into sin. Right. He tries to imitate Christ. That's what he tries to do, and that's why he'll be coming as the Antichrist eventually is because he'll try to do basically all that Christ did and get people to believe that he is God. But in the end, obviously, we know that will be a false pretense and will lead even a lot of believers astray because of all the miraculous things he'll be doing and acting like he's the savior of the world. But in reality, we know that he's the one creating a lot of this conflict in the first place and setting up all these stages for society and and ushering in his kingdom. yes and that's what that's why we as christians we need to truly wake up and stand together right now not necessarily say oh i'm a part of this denomination or that no that's that's not what god calls the church in the bible he calls the church the body that means the the congregation of the people mm-hmm. all right and i think that word church has now even been perverted in these modern times because everybody thinks oh like i i swear when I tell people I'm dropping a podcast or that I'm doing preaching right now, the first thing they ask me is, what denomination are you part of? And that's fine, but it's just yeah. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I know. That that's the mm-hmm. first question out of a Christian's mouth to a fellow believer. I say, I'm preaching and I'm, I, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That should be good enough. Doesn't matter what denomination I'm part of. Like I said, I, I understand this. Like, you know, that's just honestly, those are man's ways. And that's a whole nother like a well, that's unfortunately that when they're asking that question, because that's how they're going to determine if they're going to listen to what that's you're saying, true. if they approve of it or not. Well, well, I'm part of this denomination. And so I'm going to just choose to not even listen to what you're saying, because we believe this as that's a denomination. Very which, good point, bro. That is. <laughs> and that's that's where. Yeah. They qualify. And that's the deception from Satan. We're not saying these church leaders are out here. All these pastors are a bunch of false prophets or or they're bad people or they're meaning to lead people astray. It's just we've all fallen under this traditionalism. Like, see, these isms. That's the problem with humans right now. We, We have all these isms attached to even God. And we don't realize where ism that like, you know, just that idea or that philosophy really stems from i mean you hear communism socialism you know you have all these isms in life but we don't really understand the true root or the true meaning to them and i think that's ultimately what creates division within the church is just not understanding and having the knowledge that god never wanted us to separate or to be a part of each other because of this or that like at the end of the day, we should all as Christians be standing on one biblically found founded truth. And that is that Jesus is God. He died for your sins and rose from the grave. And he is the only thing that gets you into heaven. This isn't a, a case. This isn't a case to argue. This isn't something to debate. It's truly the, the, nope. that is the gospel that 
Jesus and his grace. We are saved by grace so that no man can boast. And once we all establish that truth in our heart as Christians, I really do believe to, I really do believe that we we can break past these small little stumbling blocks like denominations or whatever organization or church or movement you're a part of. If we can just find one biblically rooted founded founded truth in Christ and about the grace, everything can change. Everything can change because now we can give the hope that people truly need instead of fighting about the things that people don't really need, you know? Well, this is why the Old Testament we need to know it is yes. so important because going back to the authority of churches and and things like that, people relying on those authorities in the Old Testament when the Israelites didn't have kings, right, over them, that wasn't what God intended was to have that man rule over them and rule their yeah. lives but unfortunately we as a people we just love to have an authority a figurehead of such to be over us to kind of tell us what to do instead of relying on god and now especially with the with jesus and the new testament living in these times yeah it's good to have obviously people who can give us advice and who can Definitely. help us through tough times but really we should be we have Jesus yes. as our high priest now. He's the one that oversees it all. And so he is our ultimate authority, not our pastor. We don't we don't rely on our pastor to decide what's good and what's wrong. It's it's Jesus and Amen, it's the bro. Bible. But but that's unfortunately a lot of people, you know, we're sheep. Yes. We need shepherds. And so there's a lot of shepherds on this earth that are good. And like I said, we've said churches aren't bad. Preachers aren't bad all inherently, but we as mankind are flawed. And so we just need to always have Jesus and the truth and the Bible as our standard. Because once a pastor starts saying something that sounds weird and it's yeah. not biblical, we need to be able to recognize those things. But if we rely more on that pastor than we do the Bible, it's going to be really difficult to do that. And and that's why me and me and you are out here is because we feel like we have the biblical foundation and not only just in the Bible, but other things in the world where we can help others understand things on a little bit deeper level, not because they're they're stupid or they're they're unaware. Well, at, you know, they just may be unaware. Like when I tell people about a 501c3, mm -hmm. most Christians don't even know, understand what that truly is and what it's done to the church. It's and right. it's not it's not because people are bad. Like I said, um, I do want to just because a Bible verse popped in my head when you were saying that, like. Jesus is our authority and he gives us the authority to preach and we don't have to look at pastors and we don't have to look at these leaders as the ultimate like, well, they said this. So this is what goes, you know, we have to be very careful with that. And even what me and Taylor say, we never want anybody to take what we say over what the Bible says no. ever. And if we're ever caught slipping, call us out because that's what we in the body are supposed to do yep. is call each other out, not not put each other, mm -hmm. excuse me, not put each other down. But it's it says iron sharpeth iron okay that's what a good friend does is try to make his sword stronger okay and that's what we're all here to do and that's the whole point of this is to help strengthen a faith not break it down right all of our you know words we're pointing directly back to the bible and jesus we're not pointing at ourselves no i i am ever. i'm truly nothing but a sinner and people even be like don't call yourself a sinner when you're christian but it's to stay humble and so that all of you know listening right now that well, and we're yeah i'm no better day, than you so i fall every day my emotions get away <laughs> from me I, I i definitely have uh wandering eyes for all you men out there and even women like Truly, we don't understand really what we do each day and how we actually go against God. But that's not what God wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus on that you will never be good enough to make it on your own. But if you focus on me and put me first in your mind during the day. So all my Instagram stories, I've been saying, wake up in the morning and find a routine where you can give a little time to God before you get going with your day. And then at the very end of your day, start, go back to God because all the middle of your day is you working at your job, dealing with the family or the things in the world that we just all get caught up in. Okay. So that's why me and, me and this guy ain't sitting here saying that you need to go take 12 years of your life and study what we've studied. You know, that's <laughs> definitely not what we're saying. We're just saying, find a routine that becomes a healthy growing plot 
platform for your for not only you but the people that surround you too because they will see the difference when you truly start to give god just a little bit of time in your day and the best time is in the morning when you wake up to get your mind on the right places it's like putting on your spiritual armor okay it says in ephesians put on the whole armor of god so that you may battle the wiles of the devil and that what god's saying is you wake up in the morning and you put your shirt and your pants on and your shoes and all that, right, to get ready and go out for the day. Well, arm yourself with God and his word and put it on your, your mind and your heart so that when you go out during your day, it's just been planted. You know what I mean? It's just been planted. And that's like I said, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And so I do want to read this Bible because like you said, we always go back to the scriptures. And so. Not everybody can do what me and him are doing. We also understand that. Not everybody's called to be a, a leader or a pastor or an evangelist, whatever, you know, whatever titles there are to this. We know that not everybody will be able to do that, but we are able to know that Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37 through 38, he said, then he saith unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers unto the harvest. All right. So see, this is him telling him, I need you guys to do the work and to preach the message and to to take on the hard task of standing boldly on what I'm 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 calling you to do. And that's what me and mm-hmm. me and Taylor want everybody to realize we can all be called to preach the gospel. So it doesn't matter what you think, like everybody can can be bestowed that what I call talent, you know, that the grace is upon all of us. Jesus died for all of us. John three sixteen, for he died for the whole world. So that means that everybody has the opportunity to tap into this and let the Holy Spirit, like Taylor said in the beginning, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to speak and say the things that we want to say for God when we truly trust in him and let him come into our lives and, and do the work. See, he does the work. We, we always want to go against it. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's submitting to the Holy Spirit is something that's difficult because the flesh doesn't want to do that. That's something we always battle with while we're here on earth. But we obviously have the power to overcome the flesh. And when we do, God is able to use us in, in the ways that he has for us and, and make a way for others and show him the truth of his salvation that can come from anybody we're all called to be preachers, but we don't have to be in front of a pulpit in church to be a preacher. There's evangelists out there doing work just on the streets with all the people that will never make it into a church. And those people are just as valuable to God as as a church of a mega church, as a preacher, excuse me, of a mega church. There's no difference I'd in God's say eyes. Those, the small We're ones the are same. doing better because once you start getting into these mega churches, like me and Taylor said, you start getting into things that they're attached to, not necessarily the people inside. Like I said, this is never a judgment on the people, but we look at organizations uh, as our, our fruit to judge when it comes to like calling out these mega churches or these mega pastors, because even the symbolism that they choose for their church, we can see where the root of that symbolism comes from. And if you're using right. symbolism that is tied to, um, you know, paganism or the devil, we can see it instantly, and we're not necessarily saying that maybe they're arrogantly using, but follow the money. That is a big part of what I've been doing and telling on Instagram to all my followers and people. If you really want to see what something's rooted in or, or how pure something is, just follow the money, okay? And now money's not evil. Once again, I've, been, I've said this multiple times throughout my spaces. Money is not evil. We all need money. We all need things. God knows this. It's when you love it so much, you're literally willing to sell your own soul and not give a crap about who you hurt or how you hurt them in order to gain that extra buck. Okay. That is the love of money. All right. And that's what's evil, not the getting of money or taking money or receiving money. Well, yeah, it's it's mentioned in the Bible. Yes. It's mammon. Matthew what 6. God do you worship? Do you worship God or do you exactly. worship mammon? Matthew 6. That's been right. my message from the Lord to everybody is read Matthew 6 every single day. If you want to, if you want to. So when, like I said, if you want to start finding a way to get in tune with how God wants you to live and, and the things he calls us to do, 
and look out for every day. Matthew 6 is a great chapter because those words, when you read the Bible, are all read, meaning they're God's words, Jesus' words. So when I see that in the Bible, I take all the words seriously. But when I see those red words, bro, I know that this is this stuff you better be taking like with the utmost authority, you know, because this is God himself speaking it. And in Matthew 6, yes, talks about how to be a Christian and how to not be a hypocrite. It also includes the Lord's Prayer. So if you're not sure how to pray, when I tell people, learn how to pray and learn how to, you know, do things, you know, in prayer with God. And they're like, oh, I don't know how to pray. And I'm like, well, the Lord already gave you an answer for how to do that as well. The Lord's Prayer, you know, that's. It's cool because it's the disciples literally asked Jesus the same exact question. How am Right. And so this is Jesus's direct answer. And to yes, that and you question. don't think that the direct prayer from God is the one that he cares about the most. If these are his words, like I said, we all our prayers are all heard by God. But some of us, like it says in Matthew six, kind of babble along in our prayer and we start asking for things that really aren't realistic to our lives or to God's plan for our lives. And so that's where, you know, sometimes when people pray, they're like, well, I prayed to hit the lottery and I didn't hit it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um I've had that prayer right. too, and it's never gonna it's more of what happen. we want and not it's what we gonna... need. Yeah. We don't, you oh, don't think when we bought honest, a lot of ticket, we said, This is the time, price. God, right? This is the time my life. Oh, oh what I would yeah, do you with know this what money, I would do this Lord, money. And he goes, Yeah, you'd be money. a filthy pervert and you'd probably do a ton of terrible things. So guess what? <laughs> You'll win five bucks back just to get your ticket bought, you know, if he really loves you. That's what seems to always happen to me when I gamble or do anything. I literally will break even. And it's like the Lord is still trying to protect me and be like, look, I got you your money back. But what you're trying to do right now and the way you're trying to gain wealth, uh, that's not that's not my avenue. So cut your loss, break even and walk away, you know, and sometimes I, I am still stubborn. That's why, like Taylor said, the flesh sometimes, you know, we've all went to a casino. We, we're all adults here. Like I said, this podcast isn't necessary for children. We're adults yeah. here. We all know that. We do things that, like I said, the Lord may be not be happy with and gambling and going to Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Sin City, probably not something a Christian should be doing very much. But I've been to Vegas. Taylor's, you've been to Vegas, correct? So that's what I'm saying. We're not going to sit here and judge you if you're going to Las Vegas or you're going to have a good time. La, 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 la. Like I said, this is not a judgment podcast. This is just a reality podcast and that Vegas usually has nothing good to offer a Christian. Let's just be honest. You're going to lose a lot of money. Well, yeah, you're putting yourself in, in high temptation areas. That's the thing. You're just living. And this is when God. So when God says to live sober minded, obviously, you know, you don't want to get drunk. You don't want to get hot, whatever, all the things that try to people out, but it's, it's putting yourself into those situations where you're no longer sober minded. Because like you said, the mind now becomes tempted with all of these different things that are going on. And if you really think you're stronger than the devil, when those temptations come, especially, you know, if you do begin to, we all know we've made bad habits, you know, bad decisions, drinking and doing all that. So see, keeping yourself from those, those places, isn't just, you know, doing you justice. It's doing others too, because you start making choices and decisions that not only affect yourself in your life, but others now. And that's why it's so dangerous to go to those places because there's so many different vibes going on. And if you're a Christian, just trying to be your little, you know, like, I'm not going to be very bad. Well, that doesn't mean that someone else that, that that's there isn't going to be, you know, so yeah, it's just be you just got to be very careful as a Christian about where you go to, what you let into your house and what you put in your mind. Like I said, nobody's perfect. Nobody's able to completely get sin completely out of their life in the sense of, you know, we all have fallen short and that's why it's so important to be preachers that preach that message so that people don't lose the hope when they do fall or they go, "Well, I have my bachelor party, but you know, go have go to your bachelor party." But you know, remember is that the life that you really want for your future? Or are you going to make good decisions that's going to be good for your future? Like I said, these are choices we're all dealing with every single day in every aspect of our life. So just be aware of the choices you're making. That's what Jesus is truly saying when it says, you know, put him before all things and seek the kingdom of God first, and then all things shall be given unto thee. What He means all things too. So that's the mm-hmm. thing. If you're seeking God and Jesus and his kingdom first, Honestly, all that stuff, like I have no desire to go back to Vegas. Obviously, I know I'd have a good time, throw a few bucks down on a on a bet or, you know, go go sure. do a couple, you know, rounds. I don't even have to get drunk. 
you can do it responsibly and have. I just have no desire to go there. Like I'm not sitting here saying like, man, I haven't been to Vegas for a long time. You know, like it's just not in my cards to like Mm. care about to go do that kind of stuff. Like my care is like sitting here creating content and helping spread the gospel. That's just what I care about. So see, that's what I choose to do. And so that's the Lord that changes you and changes your intentions and your ways and the thing that you really desire each and every single day. And when you really put the Lord first, it's not much that really makes you happy. You know, you don't, it don't need much. You really don't. I got my family. I got a place to stay. Yeah. I could have a bigger house. I could have a better car. I could have a bigger TV behind me, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm so blessed to even have all these things. I just continuously am thanking God because well, Solomon said it's all for all yes. for vanity. It's just all, and that's funny you bring him up, bro. What is it? He, I mean, it's funny you bring him up because I was talking about him with uh, someone else the other day and telling him these people on Earth right now are like building up all these treasures and these like these platforms and these products and all these things to be remembered by. But eventually, I mean, I don't even remember half the crap that was advertised to me in the '90s or the superstars or things. You know what I mean? Like you eventually just you get faded out okay and so Mm -hmm. that's why it doesn't really matter what what kind of success this podcast brings we are seriously in the mindset every single day not just with this podcast but with our walk with christ one more sheep if i can get one more person sitting here listening to this right now that is in a state of life saying you know i just i feel really confused and i i feel like there is a god but i've never really you know pursued that but now i hear something like this and they kind of you know throw a different spin on everything that is who we're after. We're after that one person that's sitting there thinking, you know, maybe, maybe I should give God a try. Yeah, you should, because he's going to change your life and he's going to do so much good in your life. And some people will always tell you that it's to make people feel better, but okay, sure. If God makes you feel better on earth. Yeah. I'm all about pushing (laughs) that because there's a lot of things that make you feel like crap. What, 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 oh, in that vein, oh, you're doing it to make you feel better. Oh, is that why people drink or go or to Vegas drugs, or they, <laughs> yeah. or go to Vegas or watch sports? Don't we do stuff to make us feel better? Do we do stuff to make us feel worse? That, if you are doing it, you're, you're engaged in um, twisted things. That's for sure. Um, and that's also yeah. what we're sitting here. And Nobody so that's why this is going to be a spicy themselves. podcast is because we aren't going to be afraid to talk about your favorite celebrity or your favorite leader or whoever. If we catch them in doing something that is, um, let's just say very, very evil. We will call it out. We, we will pray for that person. Like I said, I've said it on my stories. We fight devils here and we pray for our enemies because that's what Jesus said we should do. Because these people, these people that are in this space, these like elitists or these people that are trying to bring this new world order or all of these different things that, you know, we'll eventually get into deeper here on this podcast. We truly pray for them all to come out of it and to find the Lord as he really, you know, shows himself to people that accept him. And when you truly accept the Lord, you will not want to engage into that stuff. You will not want to push the agenda for Satan, no matter how much money's thrown at you. So that's why we say if you're willing to go there and then you use God as like this scapegoat to show the public that, oh, I'm a good person. And even though I promote this stuff, I believe in God. You, you see, that's see, that's how the devil works. He, he is an angel of light. Mm-hmm. So when people see even the devil, they think, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about the little red guy with a pointed tail and a pitchfork because that's what like that's what like pitchfork. cartoons and society has like manipulated the brain to think that like when they think of Satan they see this little red evil monster or some demonic thing. Oh yeah. And it comes from Anton LaVey and all that. Yes, exactly. Which we know he has ties to a whole bunch of stuff that people are unaware of. And, And that's the thing. We, this stuff that we're presenting and coming to you guys with, this isn't just our feelings. This isn't just like we no. we we decided that the, this is how other people feel. This is the teachings of other people. This is the teachings of, high up authority in this earth that have had a massive influence on not just the the public but you know governments and political like leaders kings queens like i said this goes back so far guys that this is why bankers bankers it truly what we have to present to the world right now 
it's not a matter of content. It's not a matter of, oh, we can't think of something next to, to, to expose or to go into deeper. No, it's a matter of time. Just like with the Lord, today is the day of salvation. So if you're listening to this, yeah, today is the day to give your life to Christ, truly. And as we sit here and record this, I have to say that because tomorrow I not might be here. You know, I love the Lord, but I'm still a sinner and I deserve, like Taylor said, the punishment of sin, which is death. That is why the flesh still dies. But guess what? When you're confident in what Christ has done for you and how you put your flesh off, then you can have the confidence that even after death, I'm going to be taken care of. And like I said, that comes with faith and that comes with a lot of studying and a lot of, you know, prayer and things that, you know, the Christian community calls just walking towards God because he gives you that boldness to know that death is not the end here, you know? And so let's just continue to build each other up in the church and not waste so much time. Cause like I said, time is our greatest enemy yet our greatest asset. Cause all of us want to live to a hundred, but the reality of that happening for all of us is slim. And so time is truly the enemy that I've been trying to teach on my Instagram and it's not your enemy in the sense of, like I said, it's your greatest asset, but you're also greatest loss. Cause every minute that goes by, it's a, it's a moment that you could have done something different or made a different choice. And at the end of the day, we're just trying to choose to take as much time as we can and expose the truth, which that ends up to our us and our heart being Jesus. So if you're here for that kind of stuff, that's all we're here to do is expose the truth. Nothing more. Right. We're just we're going back to the uh, parable of the three servants with talents. We're just servants that aren't trying to bury our talents and wait till Jesus comes back. We're trying to do something with it and and get that reward of saying, well done, good and faithful servant. That's all we need to do. God's not asking us to multiply it or do anything like that. And the story says, you could have just put the money in the bank and let it collect interest. And we know with banks these days, you ain't collecting a lot of interest no. with your savings account. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's a, the fact of doing something with your lives and running the race set Amen. before you. And not allowing yourself to get distracted, which we're full of a world distractions right now. We all get distracted, but not letting it rule your life in the end. It couldn't be said any any better because I think a lot of people just walk around every day, brother, and they're going through the motions and they don't have a drive or a purpose. And that's sad. That's, yeah, that's without bad. without the Bible and hope, you look at the news and you look at the world and you think, what is what does exactly. this all mean? And there is a meaning to it all. And that's why we want to come out here and we want to just get real and raw with you guys, because we truly believe that we are in the end times right now. Me and this guy, we we see the season. And that's what the Bible says, is that no man knows the day or the hour. So guess what? First drop two on these episodes. You will never hear a date come out of this podcast or anybody that's on this place. You will never say, well, no, July 15th, 2085 is when the Lord. No, we will not be doing that here. We will never be dropping dates, dropping. The only thing we can truly say is that we see the season because that's what God said that, that you can yep. see physically and you can know the time just like a woman giving birth. As the pregnancy goes along those months, the bump begins to, begins to get bigger and the pains and all the things. And the and you're just like, you're seeing it as a man with children. When you get close at three months, you're not thinking the same way as when you're at that eight, nine month mark. You're just like, whoa, this is way different. We got to start thinking about things differently and we got to start preparing for this new change that's coming. And that's ultimately what the end times is, isn't the end. It's the beginning with Christ. That's the truth. That, that see, yeah. that's the thing. Everyone's so afraid of the end of the world or the or humans going extinct. That'll never happen. Never. Humans will not go extinct because humans are the thing that God created to rule this world. Okay, that's another man telling you that that's going to happen. Right. It'll look yeah, different. It'll different. Sure, oh yeah, we're because not go we'll extinct. be. You know, like I said, we all have to be changed because if we keep going at the rate we're going with man and how we all lead, like I said, even me and me and Taylor here. We wouldn't be great leaders over Christ. We're, we're scum compared to if we could have God ruling everything and doing all that. So yeah, we don't want to be oh, the leaders yeah. of the world. We don't want to be the face. We want Jesus to be. And that's why we're sitting here telling people the more and more we start putting Jesus in our hearts and in our minds to rule 
our lives, not only in the, the spiritual, but the physical, which will be happening. That's when we can now see, okay, I see why these hard times like the end times come upon the earth is because God just wants people that are willing to choose him like any good relationship. You have to want to, to pursue that person. And that's the great thing about God is he's already pursued you. So now it's just, he's, he's waiting on you to open that door. That's the nice mm -hmm. thing. I'm, I may not know you and I won't show up at your door tomorrow to tell you about the gospel, but Jesus, he's right there right now, waiting to waiting for you to just open it. He's at all of our doors. So that's just what we want to spread. And that's what the thing that is the main focus and the main hope of this. But we do understand that we are going to ruffle some feathers. That right. is also like, if you're sitting here listening to this, we know that we're going to ruffle some feathers. We're going to ruffle some, some uh, beliefs because we're going to keep it 100 with you and keep it geared towards the Bible and what it says and not what we say. And I think that's where people can find trust in what we're saying. We truly have no desire to preach our message, only the message of God. Well, yeah, I think uh, just getting into the whole watchman yeah. topic is in the scriptures, the watchmen, when they saw trouble coming, their job was to blow the trumpet and let people know it was going to come, you know, and whether the people wanted to believe it or not, that was on them. But as our job as watchmen, God is calling us to let people know what kind of trouble is coming from the actions that we all as a people are taking. We're not specifically blaming anybody. We're saying that we're all in this because of all of our actions and we need to blow the trumpet and let people know that as Dustin was talking about, the seasons are changing and there's prophecy happening uh, very rapidly, almost daily, it seems like. And if people are caught unaware, which we know there will be people unaware, but as our job as watchmen, if we don't blow the trumpet and let people know, then it's on us. It's our fault because we chose not to blow the trumpet. And the time has come for us to start letting people know and just waking people up and let people do what you want with it at that point. Because then at least as the Bible says, the blood has passed from our hands and we won't die in our own sins and iniquities because of it. But if we choose to stay silent, then we can't blame anybody but ourselves. It's, and I don't want that. Neither do I. And no blood will be like when, when we talk about blood being on the hands. That's just a, it's a it's a metaphor for saying if you knew the truth. So like I've given this analogy plenty of times, and I really believe that's a good one when you like when it comes to knowing Christ and like knowing that he's the only way. Say I was inside of a burning building, okay, and all the doors were locked, right. okay, mm -hmm. but I, being that person inside this building today, knew that there was a secret door that I could that we could get out of and escape the burning building, okay. If I didn't speak up and tell everybody, hey, we're not as doomed because everyone's feeling doomed. They're feeling like there's no way out. All the doors are locked. But if if me knowing, well, I know about this door that I we can all get out of. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be me that if say, you know, God was to judge me after we all died in that burning building, wouldn't he come to me specifically and say, well, didn't I show you that there was a door that they could got of, but what you just stood there and said, no, we're just not gonna, we're not gonna say nothing or, or, or worse. I could just not tell anybody about it and then just use this information to get out myself and be selfish. There's two ways that you can, there's like multiple ways you can go about thinking about this like analogy, but we feel like we're in this burning building right now and everybody is else's and some people are, are not able to see that there is a way out, but we as watchmen or we people that understand that there is a door to get out. We just want to tell people, Hey, don't lose hope. There is a door to escape this burning building. Okay. And so when we say the blood will be mm -hmm. on our hands, it would be a very disappointing thing to have me pass away and to have all this information that I have learned and been and, and brought to by the Lord and not share it. That's, that's where we mean by like, we just feel super guilty, not taking this to the public at this point, because there's so many people out there that are trying to do what we're doing. But then we also see that there's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. So we know that they're saying truths, but mixed with a lot of lies. That's where we want to establish a, a community and people to have an understanding that, we're not here to change the Bible. We're not here to change God and his way. We're not here to make people like us. No, we're here to make people like Jesus. And that may make 
us look worse because we actually are going to expose a lot of the darkness and the things that are causing this trouble within the church right now. So yeah, a watchman has a very big duty on his hands and that's why God doesn't call everyone to be watchmen because not everybody can live with that responsibility of when you see the trouble, you have to blow the horn. Like you can't stay silent. You have to blow it because you, you are the eyes looking out for the rest of the people. And, but like he said, if we blow the horn and the people say, well, you're just crazy up there blowing your horn. Well, guess what? I'm not going down to help you pack up your house or, you know, help you get your things ready to escape the danger. (laughs) No, I'm going to go take care of my things because I Mm -hmm. see it too. So see, that's another thing is as a watchman, you just blow the trumpet. You don't have to care about how it's received because if a person's awake or if they are truly looking in the right places at the right things about what the watchman is blowing the horn on, they'll know, oh, the watchman never blows his horn unless there is true trouble on the way. And so I need to take it serious. And then we have we have too right. many watchmen, quote, watchmen out here blowing the trumpet like a boy, like the boy who cried wolf. And so that's why the people that's exactly now in the churches and everywhere else in the earth, like when we're saying, oh, the end times are upon us. You know how many people will come and say they've been saying that for like 10 generations? You know, like, of course, there's always because we've had too many people out here preaching the wrong mm-hmm. thing or teaching the wrong thing or putting dates on things when literally the Bible says not to do that. So when somebody does that, let me just put it right here. We can all now come to an agreement. If somebody puts a day on the day that Jesus is coming, you can just write them off and pretty much everything they're about because they have gone 100% against what Jesus and the scriptures and everything teaches. I mean, it's completely against it. So we need to stop crying wolf out here and having people say, well, I see this or I see that. Well, let's just see what God wants us to see. And that's the Bible has already told us what to look out for. So now we just need to be on watch. Right. And we'll go into, you know, deeper detail about what we're seeing that causes us to say these things. Yes. Um, But just getting a general overview, we're seeing signs of just, unfortunately, spiritual death in America. And once again, going back to the Old Testament and just kind of showing how relevant it is. Anytime the nation of Israel turned their back on God, it meant bad things for that nation. Luckily, God is good enough that every time they repented, he did something to save them from their trouble. But that means we as a country have to repent. Yes. Save us from the very evil things that we as a country are participating in right now. There's no other way to say it. We're doing plenty of stuff that God just absolutely cannot stand. And he won't stand it for long. And we don't know when that time comes about when our sins are going to basically bury us. But we know that if we repent, God will save us from those things. There's always consequences for sins. And we can't say what, what those consequences will be. But in judges, every time that they repented and tried and ask God for forgiveness. He saved them from whatever challenges that they were facing. And I know that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he would do the exact same thing for us again today. He is. He he is. He is still. That's why we can sit here and record on our computers and, and, and enjoy life like we can is because he's going to carry us through. He, he knows our hearts. He knows his people. Like he said, my sheep know my voice and, and they know mine, you know, he doesn't so, want us to perish. That's he does not, not want to perish. No, that's why he came and did what he did. So when people say, Oh, Jesus just wants everybody to like live a certain way to do that. Well, of course he's God. He wants us to have the best life possible. So when you understand that the 10 commandments weren't to control us or to make us not have fun on earth. No, it was to keep, us uh, us in line with god and how how to be truly happy i mean that is the truth of the 10 commandments is, is these mm-hmm. things are good for humans to practice as moral things to follow and that's where you know a lot of society has brought their morality from is the 10 commandments because if we don't have a standard of what is good and bad then we all of a sudden get into this gray area of well i don't believe that this is good for this reason or i believe this is bad for that reason no, no. See, this is why God had to make a law is because you have to be judged right. against something. Well, it's moral relativism. Got... Everybody decides what's right and wrong. And I wouldn't want to worship a God that didn't have a standard because then when I get to that day, if there is a judgment and he's judging all the things that I did do, if he's just saying, well, today, I think this judgment, 
I feel like this. You know what I mean? No, no, you don't want you don't want a God or somebody that doesn't have an established law or something like this is how it is. This is just how it is. You either know what it is or don't. But see, we're not condemned by the law anymore because of Jesus, because he fulfilled that law so that we can live freely through him. So see, when you understand what Jesus did, now you don't have to preach the law to people or tell people, oh, you're condemned by the law. Because if you have Jesus, he, he says the law is there to show us where we go wrong. Yes. That's what it does. It doesn't save us, but it shows us, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe we didn't do that right. But it's not, oh, we need to follow this or we're going to go to hell. No, that's not what the law is about. But that's where this is hard to hear. If you don't have Christ, all of a sudden now you aren't part of this new covenant or this new Mm -hmm. standard to be able to not be judged by the law. And if you do want to try and do this on your own without Christ, I have to tell you, you are now going to go to God and say, I was able to live your law perfectly or live it my way. And you know, good luck with that. At the end of the day, I don't, don't judge say you. My way. That's that's the thing is you're now taking your way against God's way instead of just trusting in Jesus and saying your ways are way better than mine, and I'm just gonna lay my foundation on that. It's that simple. So you don't have to you don't have to go and knock a bunch of people over the head with Jesus and the law and all this and that. No, you just have to tell them, hey, accept that his way is way better than ours and he did the work for us. And that should now change you and make you want to push that work onto others because you just want to see them free and not live in, you know, fear. I see so many people living in fear and it's so sad, you know, especially after COVID, you know, and all that, the amount of fear that is pushed on us daily. This is why the news makes money off of pushing fear on people is because fear, it it gets people going and gets them making decisions and it sells. Mm -hmm. Yes, it sells. Now telling somebody that a little girl just, you know, opened up a lemonade stand and made a thousand dollars and donated it to the children's hospital doesn't sell. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy how it that is, happens. But I would love to hear stories like that, but exactly stories, it doesn't sell. People aren't interested. Well I mean if you think about it in a super super easy way, simple way is look at all the fail videos, right? Yeah. You watch people riding bikes and boom, flip over their handle fail. Like it is, it's entertaining. It is it instead is. of somebody just riding a bike. I mean, if they hit a cool jump or something, yeah, that's cool. But the fail videos went over, well, you know, at, all the as you said stuff. that you're watching them to hit the jump, but you're also watching to see if they crash. Right. You know, it's gonna be gnarly. Right. That's literally why people like, if you're hearing me, I don't watch NASCAR, but I know for a fact that people watch NASCAR not to watch a car go around a circle uh, for 150 times. It's for the potential that there may be something crazy. I'm now, like I well, said, you are watching the racing, you want to but see it some really is. It really, people faces. are going there to potentially see something crazy happen because if something crazy does happen, it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before because most cars aren't pushing that kind of speed, you know, that fast mm. and doing the thing. So there is that little bit of like, even with NASCAR, people are waiting for something bad to happen. And that's, what's interesting about the human persona and like the psyche, you know, with sin, it's like, see our flesh doesn't mind seeing these terrible things happen because that's the us in the world, but our spirit, that's what convicts you and says, Oh yeah, I should pray for that person that just flipped over their handlebars. Cause they probably now have a medical bill, you know, like there's all these terrible things that came from that Oh yeah, or that crash or whatever, you know, or death, you know? So see, that's, I think also why it's interesting that God uses tragedy to bring people to him is because the way we are programmed, you see with these, these terrible things that happen in society, more people band together in the hard times than they do the good. Well, yeah, of course. And so I think that's why the Lord allows bad things to happen to good people is because it can reignite 10,000 more people off that one person. Like Keith Green, for instance, you know, you told me about Keith Green and I've seen some of his actually clips of how he became a Christian coming, uh, going all over Instagram right now and going viral, which is amazing because he's a Christian artist. If you don't know who he is and his testimony is truly amazing. You'll have to go look at, you'll have to go look for it. What was that? Yeah, I was saying he's a Christian musician from the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, so he's old. So most people don't even know who he is because his music, oh, you know, no. his music. That's 50 years ago. But, but his story lives today is because of what happened oh, yeah. to him, okay? And once you actually, as a Christian, look what happened to him. 
he didn't deserve to have what happened to happen. He ha- he died in a tragic plane crash with two of his children. And like I said, it's a very sad story to hear. And then some people that aren't Christian would go, well, why would God do that to a man that was doing that? Because look at even 50 years later, viral Instagram reels of his interviews and things that he was doing are still going on today because of how great his faith was and because of how much that shook up the world. That didn't just shake up the Christian community. That shook up the world because of his influence and the things that he was starting to do. And so, see, it's sometimes hard to understand as a Christian that bad things are going to happen to you. Bad things are going to happen to your brothers and sisters. And bad things are just going to sometimes come along because it's the fallen state that we're in. But once we understand that we can just shrug that stuff off and get back up and put put it all on the cross in Jesus, nothing can really actually drag you down in life because, you know, God's going to always come through and show you, hey, I'm right here still. I'm still right here. Yeah. Mourning is a part of life. Yes. It's death. It's part of a natural part of life. There's mourning, there's sadness. All of that is just a natural part of life. And yeah, we don't necessarily want to experience it. Kind of like you were saying, it teaches us and we grow from those experiences. And then once we get through that, then we can share with others that, yes, we will get through this time together and it bands us closer as people. When people are going through mourning, you want to go be there for them and help them in any way that you can. You can't fix everything, but then that shows those people going through that, how much you care for them. And when they know how much you care for them, then that helps them get through that situation. And guess what? Then you can help those people can then help others do the same thing. And that's the love of Jesus that helps loves people in all times. Cause it's easy to love people that are doing good. And if I want to have rich friends and, and all that stuff right. that are going to buy me stuff and all that stuff. But when I'm just caring for people that don't have anything and there's going to be no quote unquote reward for me for doing these things, that's when you're truly showing the heart of Jesus. Amen, bro. And that's all we're here to do, people. Like I said, we could sit here and we could go on, me and this guy, because we talk all the time. <laughs> that's why me and him were like, wait, we need yeah. to start a podcast is because I feel like we got good stuff to say. And I feel like it's stuff that people can relate to and gravitate to and share with others because we're just here to provide the hope in, in the Lord. And we just want to show people stop worrying and stop living in so much fear every day. If you just do a little bit for the Lord each day, he will make you grow. He will help you see things that you need to see. He will open up doors in your life that you want opened up. Because like I said, God is not trying to hold back. He is not trying to hold back on nobody right now. He wants to give us everything that we desire, but we have to know what we desire first before he can do that. And that's his kingdom first. And so with that, I really do believe that this is going to change lives because I, I know that there's tons of sheep out there right now. I, I, I see you guys. I see you guys follow me on, on Instagram and other spaces. You know, I see the community that's already being built from the small little bit of legwork that I've done for a little bit. And I told you guys, this is what was coming. And that I told you I had other people that were just as passionate about this, this truth movement and this stuff that I'm doing right now. And this is why I wanted you guys to know who Taylor is, is because this is truly my brother in Christ. I have many brothers and sisters in Christ, but this is truly my brother that's been through the rabbit hole and through the darkness and through the matrix. Well, you know, the things that I've, you know, if you don't understand what I'm saying, follow on Instagram at my channel and we'll do all the plugs at the end. But we're trying to expose something that the church is not necessarily doing right now. And that's why we need our own space and why we've decided we're going to create the Watchman Inc. because that's what we're here to do. We're here to watch in Christ. That's what the ink is. It's not just that we're a corporation or trying to, you know, eventually make money <laughs> off of this. And that's another thing. Money is something that we will need to continue to grow this channel and continue to grow this thing. And it's not because we, we needed to get a new car or whatever, but these things, you know, cost money to have all the things in place. And this is why I said it's good to take your money and to, to put it into good things, you know. So at the end of the day, we don't need anything from anybody. We've already got all the tools and things that we need in our life to, to make this successful. But we see the growth that will come and we see the just the positive, the positive influence that something like this can bring on people to, like I said, show them the real Jesus and show them the real Bible and show them like what it's actually saying and not just, you know, take it in at face value in the sense of you just believe what we say. We want you to take everything we say 
scripturally or with this stuff that we present, quote unquote, in the matrix and go test it for yourself. That is the key to take whatever we say and go research and study it for yourself because we don't have time to be doing that. Like I said, this is a 12 year process, so it's going to take you some time to look into things. But if we can present the points and try to tie some stuff in together with the Bible and other things that maybe the, the church isn't looking at right now, that'll help you then be able to go through the rabbit hole or this quote unquote darkness to see, Hey, wow, I can really see God is trying to do something here. And I can see like how these people are trying to work against God and bring also something in. And so that's all we're here to do. We're just here to give awareness and and help people see and watch. Okay. We don't, we really, that's, that's our purpose here. And so I think next episode with me and Taylor, we want to get into Bible reading because that's something that we really feel is on our heart right now is to teach the scripture. So a lot of our things will be getting into many different topics, but we are going to kind of create a series of, of episodes where we start in Genesis and then we begin to pluck a few examples of real world modern times and how we can see how it ties into those old biblical ways, you know, or the things of the old. And I think that that's going to really hit great with our audience right now is because we want to show people that this is a lie and this is something that's been happening since the beginning of creation. And once you understand that, you'll be easy, you'll you'll be able to easily understand and see and accept what is coming because the end will not stop. What Satan is bringing onto the earth. See, a lot of Christians right now think we can stop this. Unfortunately, no, you can't stop what God has already ordained and written, which is the book of Revelation. We are in Revelation right now, and that's what we want to sit here and help people understand. When you understand Genesis and the Old Testament, then you understand Revelation, and you understand what is coming to the earth and what God is going to do for the earth and for humanity. And it really is good when you understand the true trueness to it all, but you have to sift through the darkness. You have to go through the dark cave, but if you have that little bit of light, he will make it. he will make the way. You will make the way. So with that, yeah, like I said, um, is there anything else you want to say, Taylor? I think we'll wrap it up for the day because, like I said, this is more so this episode is just to give you guys a vibe of, like, what we're about and how we came together and came together to. Which we barely and we're an hour in. <laughs> we barely That's what I'm saying, dude. The content, bit, right? the content yeah. is going to be explosive we'll because it's so easy for me to talk. And then it's so easy for him to talk as well, especially when, what? when no. uh, the information <laughs> and the stuff is so deeply rooted within our soul in the sense of like, this is truly what we desired for the last 12 years is to understand and study this content. So that when this day came like this first drop with us together, we would be prepared and we would feel confident that there's no dead air right now. Cause we don't know what to say next. You know, that does take a little bit of understanding right. and, and ability to be able to just continuously talk about this stuff and anybody can do it. But I just feel so privileged, privileged to have you here, brother. And I really appreciate everything that you've done for me in my life. And, um, like I said, I am just so excited to get this going. I really do believe that this is going to change lives. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to get to get this going. And every Friday, we're going to be dropping an episode. So once a week, we're going to get together and we're going to record and I'll drop episodes. Eventually, we'd like to do live, you know, live teachings and stuff. We think that that would be a really great thing too to get the, you know, the engagement from the live audience and stuff. We have so many plans and so many ambitions. So once again, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and being here right now and giving us your time because time is a very precious asset to most humans because we don't have a lot of it during the day with all the other things going on. So you guys listening to us right now and you guys tuning in and supporting us, we know how much that means. We know how much that means. Uh, so we just want to continuously thank you Absolutely. and tell you we are so grateful for all of the support and all of the encouragement and Like I said, anything that comes our way, we just know that it will make us stronger and grow in the Lord. And we love you all so much. Truly, we do. Yeah, we uh, the stuff we're going to be talking about is a lot of people. I feel like sometimes they'll think, oh, it's the standard biblical stuff or, you know, it's the standard conspiracy theory stuff. But I truly believe that the way we are going to present it, people aren't really going to be used to that kind of thing. And so for everybody out there that are listening you know just be ready because like Justin was saying 
We don't want you to just take our word as gospel truth. We want you to go research it for ourselves because that's exactly what happened to us. We started looking into it ourselves and we started seeing what a majority of the world does not talk about. And when we place it in the aspect of a biblical lens and use that as our truth, we realize that this is scripture that is being fulfilled. And so we just want you to be able to believe in the Bible and see the truth as we are. And yeah, we, we're looking forward to just all the people that we can open their eyes to and, and kind of help bring along. Cause we know that you guys will eventually have as much insight as we will, because the Holy spirit will be speaking to you guys as well. Like we said, we're not yes. anybody special. And so as we can build a community that can start to see this deception that's going on around us, then we can begin to help our own communities. Cause I think that's a big thing of it is we don't need to reach the world necessarily. We need to just reach the communities around us, our family, our friends, and those people within our circles. If we can start to open their eyes as well, then we can really begin to see the work that Jesus is going to do and affect those communities around us because thankfully with the internet and tools like this, we can reach people outside of our sphere of influence, but really um, we need to start with our own family, friends, and those people around us. Cause if we're not even reaching those people around us, then um, we're kind of Amen. missing the mark. Cause those are the people that we yep, got. The Lord first. told me that all of our houses are messy right now. And that's not because you've got dirty dishes all right, around the house. Exactly. Or you got clean clothes that haven't been folded. No when, when he showed me that all of our houses are messy. Every single one of us in this life right now, know somebody that might not be saved and you don't go there and you tell them that, you know, they're going to hell or nothing like that. But when, when you tell them about the gospel, at least you can feel good that, hey, they know that if there's a point in their life where they are ready to receive that, they can come to you. That's why you plant the seed, okay? Or they can go to God with the seed mm -hmm. that you planted. So be a farmer. That's what we want. We want everybody to become in the watchman or farmers. Just go out and toss them seeds because God is ultimately the one that will make those seeds grow. grow. He, you don't have to worry about yep. what you're doing or who you're preaching to or how you're preaching. If you're saying the right thing and using the Holy Spirit, and you're planting those seeds and just willing to do it, God will make those grow. So just remember that. So with the end of podcast now, I would like to always end with Ezekiel 33, 6, because that is our true like kind of mission statement of what a watchman is called to do. And so, yeah, I really think it's important to end with the scripture and uh, just give the people the understanding of what a, a watchman's job truly is and what he, what our motivation is. And the only way I can describe that is where it comes from itself. And that is the scripture. So we'll go to Ezekiel 33, six, and then we'll end the podcast. We'll do a couple plugs. I will. Uh, and yeah, we'll end it for the day and we'll, we'll hopefully see you guys for the next episode. So as it says in Ezekiel 33, six, but if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So we love you all. And thanks there for tuning is. in. And I hope to see you guys in the next one. God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to know the duty of a watchman. Please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at watchman Inc for more details, content and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.